Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we are fully in season six. My name is Mary. I'm Josh, and I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. I'm Melanie. I'm halfway here, and there's new theme music. It's got a little more symbol to it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You notice yeah, yeah, yeah. it? And I watched it for the first time today in HD because I downloaded season, I bought season six on Apple TV in HD, and it is beautiful. No, I don't have Apple TV. So you don't have to have, you don't have to pay for it. It's just like, it's like Prime where you can just buy things. And if you want to, it's not available on Prime. If you want to pay for it, right. Or I just, I want to see it, you know? So it's 20 bucks. So I was like, well. Let's, let's for the whole season? Yeah. That's not bad. Holy crap. No, it's not. <laughs> and I mean, that's going to last us for a while. Because it takes us a while to get through the episode. So. A while. <clears throat> a while. We are yes. very busy people, though. That's yes, true. Very, are. very busy. We're so important and busy. So busy. And there, there's a, there is a lot going on. We have, um, let's see, this coming weekend at the New Jersey Collector Fest um, in Wayne, New Jersey. Deborah Renard will be there Sunday the 12th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, Joan Van Ark was just announced for the Los Angeles Marriott Burbank Airport Hotel. Say that 10 times fast. June 30th and July 1st for the Hollywood show. Um, Omri Katz will be at the 90s con uh, the weekend of the 17th and Mary and I will be down there we'll be there as will one of our listeners Amy Hara who's coming down from Haverhill she's also going to New Jersey too Awesome for uh, what we now know is the Chiller Theater with Linda Gray Priscilla Presley and also, Mario De La Casa will be there with his uh, genie bottles and JR belt buckles. And um, a few other people that did appear on Dallas are going to be there. Uh, Ramey Zadar, who played Duffy Johnny. To go? That would be so good. Oh I've put the call into Josh Henderson and Charlene Tilton. Charlene is unavailable that weekend. Uh, Josh Henderson said, why didn't Mario tell me about this? <laughs> um, Good he question, asked you guys. Josh. The four of us have made tentative, pretty much confirmed plans now to be together in New Jersey at some point over the weekend. So the four of us in yeah. the same spot for the first time. Well, ever. Ever. Because it's usually wow. been like three and three or two and three and then never the four of us at the same time. Right, and it is almost four years since this podcast began. So, Mm -hmm. wow! But also appearing that was on Dallas, uh, as I said, Rami Zeta, who played Johnny Dancer, Uh, Amy Yasbeck, who played I I think she played a friend of Jamie's in a few episodes. Out in she was the friend who was injured in the hiking accident. Yes, got injured in yeah. And Jason London, who appeared in an episode of the new series as someone that was in um, AA with, I believe, Linda Gray. Jason London. Is that not the guy from Party of Five? Yeah, he and his brother, Jeremy London. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. 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 He, he was in an episode, too. So he'll, he'll be down he? there as well. Oh. Yes. Cool. So I'm going to make my rounds. And 
there's obviously still time to announce more people. So. Yeah, it'll be so fun. It will be a awesome. good time. Yeah. Um, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our Patreon members. Brendan Phillick, Captain America, Sheen Pye, Justin Ware, Jason Carter, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mohallen, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are the shit. That seems like a little Thank bit you. of a longer list. Did we add a few it people It is. Here? We got a couple of new ones. So what? we super appreciate it. And you have some treats coming over the next Yep, um, we have some time. cool stuff coming, some interviews. I have re-edited some I have re-edited some old interviews with new intros and outros uh, with certain Dallas cast members. I will say the highlight is going to be over an hour hour long conversation with David Jacobs. Cool. The creator of Dallas and Knox yeah. Landing. That's awesome. So, and uh, we might have some more chapters and keep your eye out for the aborted Dallas movie script. Yeah. Some good stuff coming. So if you just like all this nerdy Dallas stuff, join us on Patreon. <laughs> That's where the nerds live. And we should give a few birthday shout outs. Oh, yeah. Alice, yes. Her- Alice Herson, who played Mavis, who makes her debut this season. Um. She turns, she was born in 1929. Her birthday is March 10th. So 84, maybe 84. Rosanna Christensen would have uh, been 72 on March 11th. Steve Canale has his birthday on March 14th, born in 1946. So he's getting uh, 77. Dennis Patrick also was born on March 14th, who played Von Leland. And we will end off with March 17th. Leslie Ann Down, born 1954. So she'll be 69. And St. Patrick's Day. Patrick Duffy. St. Patrick himself. St. Patrick himself, who will be spending his birthday in Ireland as the uh, marshal of some St. Patrick's Day parade. So That's no, folks, cool. he will not He will not be at 90s Con, despite trying to get him there. He and Linda will, Pearl will be over. And, but there's always chiller theater. If you are going to be at 90s Con, I am supposedly helping a friend of mine vend a table. And I have I have not actually seen the things I'm going to be selling, but I heard that they make fanny packs that are hats. Oh. So you're going to be working uh, there for some. <laughs> not of it. the whole time, not the whole time, but basically they're like, we'll try to get you a ticket f- through our merch table if you help us, because they both have like. Um, where they're getting their picture taken and stuff. They have things and they were trying to get people to cover their table. And I was like, well, I totally can do that. So I think it's Sunday I'm that I'm going to be at the table. Okay, good. Cause I'm debating whether to sign up as a volunteer for Sunday oh. uh, and maybe see if I can add up at Omri Katz's table. I mean, we did work well together in Salem. So, yeah. but uh, if you're going to be doing that Sunday, then, and yeah. I have a Beverly Hills 90210 cast photo opportunity. Oh, cool. 
but we'll have, we'll have time and we'll, yeah. we'll all, we'll meet up with, uh, Amy Hara and say hello. Yeah. Yes. And anyone so, else Amy, come find Amy, us. If you're listening, uh, we're all excited. Yeah. All right. So tonight we are talking about season six, episode one, episode 104 of the series, Changing of the Guard. He must have been hurting so much to do this to himself. He has to, man. He just has to. You're not Christopher's father. You don't have any claim on him at all. Now, Bobby, just calm down. You tried to blackmail me with a child you thought was your own. You're scum. I vote my 20 shares. John Ross is 10 and Ray's 10. That I remain president of UNR. Lucy, out. Well, we have a tie. If you vote to dismiss JR, you will have to step in and run UNR. We survived the cliffhanger. We have survived the cliffhanger. Well, maybe. Oh, we we didn't we didn't get cut. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was written by Arthur Bernard Lewis, directed by Michael Priest, aired October first, nineteen eighty-two. Also on October first, nineteen eighty-two, the number one Billboard U.S. hit was "Jack and Diane" by John Cougar, and in the U.K. it was "Pass the Duchy" by the Musical Youth. Uh, the number one film in the U.S. was my first non-animated film in a theater, which was E.T., the ast- Extraterrestrial, Out. directed by Steven Spielberg. And the top stories from this week are today, this day, October 1st, was the day that Epcot Center opened in Orlando, Florida. Hmm. And um, also Marvin Gaye released his last studio album, Midnight Love, featuring the single Sexual Healing. Mm. And it's a shame. It's a shame how he ended up uh, being murdered by his father. Yeah. In 1984. That totally sucks. Not a great way to go. That kind of gives new meaning to that quote from The Cosby Show. Theo, I brought you into this world, and I will take you out of this world. <laughs> right. That's maybe taken a little far. Yeah. On Dallas, um, Lois Childs from The Way We Were, The Great Gatsby, Broadcast News, and one of my most bizarre James Bond movies, Moonraker, makes her debut as Holly Harwood. And Lois Childs is actually a native Texan whose father was in the oil business. She's oh. from Alice, She does Texas. sound like she has a, a, an actual accent. Yes, she does. And she had never seen Dallas be, prior to being cast as Holly Harwood, and they dug up tapes real fast. Not that they were hard <laughs> to come by. And of all of JR's mistresses, Larry Hagman said Holly Harwood was his favorite. He said, damn, Lois had a wonderful body. (laughs) And although she did not share many scenes with uh, Lois Childs, Susan Howard, also a native Texan, really enjoyed having her on the show. And we finally stopped the changing faces of uh, Teresa, but not Raul, when Rosanna Christensen made her debut. And she became the longest lasting one. She ran from season six to 14. And also making her debut is Denon Simpson as Kendall in this episode. Was this Ratings her first? Got off. Okay. This All is right. her first? Nice. Ratings got off to a slow start uh, this uh, this season. It finished at number five with a 22.5 rating wow. and a 38 share. Everyone Tied was at Epcot Center. 
Yeah. Tied with episodes 111 and 120 as the season's lowest ranked episodes. And we'll notice that Charlene Tilton's pregnancy was written in. Uh, the clever ways they were hiding her in this episode. Yeah. And we have the famous trip to the hospital hair salon for Linda Gray in this episode, which did not sit well with producers. I am sure. That was my first comment of the episode. I am so (laughs) distracted. That's literally, I am so distracted. (laughs) Like, your hair, lady, what are you doing? Linda wanted to get ahead of that hairstyle, and she refused to wear wigs for that. (laughs) I mean, maybe she could have waited until, like, the next, like, costume change for the next scene, but at the same time, fuck the patriarchy. Priscilla had a scene similar where she cut her hair, and then they had to redo a scene, and she had had her hair cut, too, so. Um, She totally, her hair changes. Um, Spoiler, well, mm. And Victoria Principal was making secret trips to Los Angeles around this time, for a secret boyfriend that was rumored to be Andy Gibb. And um, not so secret now. Yeah. Nope. This episode marked the debut of the new Ewing Oil office set, which, same exterior. The layout of the secretary's area was the same. JR's office was in the same place. It just looks like they threw some plants in and made the foyer bigger. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they had to squeeze in Kendall. I think they added all that brickwork to Bobby's office, though. He didn't have the stones on he the wall. He didn't have that. And his his door was off to the side and not straight on from his desk. Yeah. In the, yeah. And I think it's, it's bigger, and I think that they added that little conference center also to that. Yes. But, and a lot of shrubbery in the office. Lots of shrubbery. We want a shrubbery. Shrubbery. Let's <laughs> say me. <laughs> but um, thank you, Monty Python fans. Yes, and I know it's not Monty Python, but if you're uh, a Mel Brooks fan, History of the World Part Two is now on Hulu, uh, making its debut this week for Fortnite event. P.S. Speaking um, of Hulu, I recommend Drunk History. I love much. Drunk History. Oh my god! Mm. Like that's my fallback if I can't if I'm in a shitty mood. I just put on Drunk History because it just makes me happy. That is a perfect Heather solution. Might do that Thank tonight. you. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to do yes. that tonight. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just it so is funny. Shit. Yeah. Everything is shit, and I need some drunk history right now. Yeah. yeah. It's shite. Same. It's shite. Yes. It's shite. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so the, the Ewing Oil office set made its debut. I'll have a few more things to say about that when we get there. But um, okay. that was the first of several new sets, including the living room, the upstairs, and nursery at South Fork. Cliff's condo and the Barnes Wentworth offices, and with that, that are new this season. Yes. Was the was the nursery different? I did not notice. I, I'm not saying in the first episode. I'm saying during this oh, season, throughout uh, the season. Okay. To the I was going to say I yeah, thought the, it was the same green carpeting. Yeah, because they're they're not gonna they're not gonna redo the whole thing overnight. True. True. Yeah. From last season to this season, although. With the Ewing Oil offices, they did they move the offices in the middle of the night? This in the last. Well, we saw episode. those guys walking out at like like they'd been working all night, carrying a ladder, <laughs> which is always fun. Interesting. <laughs> Audrey Landers, Priscilla Pointer, and Howard Keel are now at the front of the episode in the uh, guest star credits at the beginning 
of the first scene. Instead Queens are of more at important. The end of the episode. They're probably getting yes. paid more too. True. So we open on Dallas Memorial Hospital with intense music. And Linda's new hair. Yes. And JR's <laughs> pacing. He's pacing. Here comes He's Sue pacing Ellen. because she she had to go to the hair salon in the hospital to get her hair cut. <laughs> waiting and waiting. Did she get a shampoo with that too? Probably oh, she, whole, she would have had to. She got a whole blowout. Yeah. She got a blowout because she has a full-on mullet now, guys. Full-on mm-hmm. mullet. It's it's and I I I'm not a big fan of it. Did but, you notice you know, though? We all like, make hair mistakes. They tried to style it. Poodle perm. To, to make Poodle. it less severe in this episode. And then like the next, it was more. They did. They, yeah. They tried to like mullet. put it down. Like it's yeah. just feathered kind of. And it's like, no, y- y- you don't cut that. I feel like, like they could have like. down to here. <laughs> and now it's here. Put some extensions on or something. Maybe extensions weren't that good back then. I don't know. But. I know. Oh, some extensions she, really hit. She, she declined the wigs. It didn't have to oh, be she a full did. on she wig. Did. I didn't. It just could be some like pieces. All they had to know? do was put some, put like a little weave like right at the bottom. I think at Chiller we might have to ask Linda. So what were you thinking? No. <laughs> so, I mean, it's been four yeah. years. It might, it might be a touchy subject now. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's like, what'd you do to your hair? Come on. <laughs> she wanted to get ahead of that hairstyle. Didn't the she tell that bad choice, of- Linda? Didn't she tell the story that she was like sick of like the wind blowing and how hot it got in the summer and her like hair like flying into her lip gloss? That was part of it. I mean, and what what about the time it was like 120 and they yelled action and all the women's heels stuck into the asphalt in the driveway? (laughs) Well, you know what I just figured out too is that I think this was the year that she and her husband separated. Oh, or at least oh so yeah, that makes sense. This might have that's been that's when re- women active, cut their hair. Active rebellion, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> when you go into the bathroom and you cut bangs at two a.m. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and then and then you hand it hand the clump of the hair and say, "This is the only part of me you're getting because I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sue Ellen is feeling super guilty. That comes off pretty strong in the scene. And JR continues to beat the drum of saying, well, Cliff did this to himself. Mm-hmm. I didn't put the pills down his throat. Basically, but, you know, whatever, yeah, JR. Whatever you tell yourself to sleep at night. Just, JR, JR it's was like, like literally. You handed like, him the gun. He was like sitting on his shoulder being like, come on, Barnes. Come on, Barnes. Do it. Do it. Do it. I mean, when you think about it, JR was like the little conscience. He was like Adam and yeah. Joel. Yeah. He was like he Joel was the- Gray. Who was the narrator? Of, who was the narrator of "Twas the Night Before Christmas"? Big stage actor. Um, so let me cut to South Fork. Um, which Cliff's suicide attempt has made the front page of the paper, which I feel is a little harsh. Yeah, like, dude, that's a little personal. It's very personal. And then poor Miss yeah, Ellie is tasked with the tasked with the task of telling Bobby and. But she well, doesn't get to because Bobby. Get to. Bobby she tries. Yet, Bobby so. hangs up really quickly. All right, we're flying home. Uh, see and you later. Like, okay, uh, okay, whatever you can. Okay. She's like, uh, uh, okay. And <laughs> um, yeah, Raul, his face keeps changing. Yeah, different Raul. <laughs> and then Jared goes to Sue Ellen's um, and asks Mrs. Chambers to pack up all of John Ross's things. I'm sorry, who the fuck do you think you are? Dude. He just like walks into this house and he's like, "Yeah, I need you to pack all his shit." Like, 
all of it. It will come get it. And, then, like, and then he goes over. He's moving. And then he goes over to help himself to some drinks. And yes, and as like, Tyler is, Banks, is that not, did, is that too difficult for you? She's like, <laughs> no. He like intimidates her when she like is like, mm, I don't work for you though. Yeah, it's kind of like you don't have custody. Like this is custodial interference. Like whoa. Like we could. I mean, you're JRUing, but I should call the cops. And th- and thanks to Tyler Banks, I want to give credit to Phyllis Flax, who has played Mrs. Chambers in these episodes. Hmm. Oh, I finally Flax. did know. Yes, which sounds like a laxative. No. <laughs> so she, he remembered her name. I think he asked his mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moms remember these but, things. Yes. Yeah, they do. Kathy Banks. A shout out to Kathy Banks for all the work mm-hmm. she did for. Uh, getting her son in front of the camera. But yeah, that is definitely presumptuous of him to walk in there and just be like, yep, pack his stuff up. I'm going to send some ranch hands over. All right. But yeah. mm." Yeah. What the heck? Uh Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Okay. So then we got to Sue Ellen at the hospital. She's drinking coffee from a machine. And I want to point out, she's drinking a lot of coffee and tea in this episode. Like yeah. the entire episode, she's just drinking coffee and tea. Well, she didn't drink much of this one because she dumped it in the garbage. No, she didn't. Well, I not agree. That, that coffee probably sucks. Yeah, it's, gonna be it's coming out of a machine. How good mm-hmm. can it be? I mean, most coffee does yeah. come out of a machine, but that kind of machine that that kind of coffee kind machine of, was not that kind great. of machine is what I yeah. No, what do you know no. I had one of those at my college, and it was. Ugh. What did it, just, I got to know did it what did it taste to. like? Motor oil? Yeah. <laughs> like no. And then they had then they then the one of the buttons I remember on some of those machines was hot cocoa too. And yeah, it, but now, here's the trick is you could mix the coffee with the cocoa and it kind of tasted like a really cheap mocha. Mm. And it kind of hid the taste of the shitty coffee. I did that I do that at gas stations sometimes too. Like if I need coffee, it's shitty coffee, but I need the caffeine, I'll just do half cocoa, half hot chocolate or coffee. Well, That's a great to, idea. to my palate, all all coffee is crappy because I'm just not a coffee person. But I mean, I love me some own. coffee, but that leaves more coffee for you folks. It does all the more coffee for me. Thank you. Okay. Um. So, um, she run. So anyway, Swellen and her mullet run into Rebecca and Afton. <laughs> and here we have Afton is pissed. Here we have Rebecca. Barnes, Rebecca Barnes. No, Rebecca. Fuck, Wentworth. <laughs> Rebecca. Barnes. She might as well be. She might as well be Barnes at this point because she's oh, yeah. uh, picking up she's the feud. Mm-hmm. So we have Rebecca Wentworth as the voice of reason, right? Which is For a problem. Once. Yeah, that be be afraid. That means there's a problem. Be afraid yeah. when this woman is like Sue Ellen. You need to go home. Because, you know, underneath, the, she's like, I will destroy the Ewings. I have the money and the power to do it. And she's like, on the outside, being like the mother figure. She's like, you need to go it, home, Sue Ellen. Rebecca's if a little she could, If she yeah. could, she would have shot laser beams out of well, her Where eyes. do you think Catherine oh, yeah. gets her crazy? Catherine <laughs> and that little spark of Pam being all like, la, 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 la. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to ask uh, Morgan in a couple of weeks we have an interview coming up with morgan Brittany. uh pay attention i'm folks. so excited but um bobby referenced that Catherine was back in new york now is this yeah. because uh morgan was unavailable at this point 
for hmm. another gig or was she written out uh, by the writers at this point and then to be brought back in? That's a I question. I thought there was like answer. a, it's a good question we should ask her. Um, my guess is that she had a scheduling conflict and so they're just like, oh, it's she's probably, in New York. It's probably a mundane, like very re- realistic explanation, like scheduling or the budget, right. something like that. Right. And fandoms go crazy over this shit. Especially when you're watching a show that is like currently filming, they're like, "Oh my god, this person's never on this," and it's like, "Dudes, there's there's this thing called money," and like, <laughs> you can even though you can be like besties with somebody on the show you cross over with or or whatever, it doesn't mean you're going to work for free. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Like, the only one what nobody gets when <laughs> when Knots Landing went into its 14th season, they were requiring cast members to take episodes off. But Michelle Lee said, I will take the minimum actor's salary because I want to appear in every episode. Which that's they have to do. Be. Like, that's the thing. They have to take scale because it's a union. So they yeah. can't do it for free. And if anyone that watches Blue Bloods might be facing that next season if they come back because they are facing uh, budget issues and they might have to cut the cast. My mom so. loves that show. Hmm. I've never watched it. Um, so yeah, Afton is pissed, like pissed. <laughs> she calls, she just calls it out, lays it on the table, said, Cliff is my man. Snap back. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm watching see, an episode of see. like Jerry Springer or back. Sally Jesse Raphael know, right now. He's my man. man. You know, oh, my man. Hands off. Can you almost, can you, can you almost see her head going back and forth? Like woo, 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 woo. 100%. Yeah. She basically is straight up mid nineties. Shit. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she uh, Afton says Sue Ellen is toxic, which mm, yeah, to Cliff kind of. Um, and they both ask Sue Ellen to leave. Rebecca's nicer about it though, which again is fucking she's much scary. nicer. She is, which she's is much scary, nicer, right? But it's scary yeah, as fuck. Yeah. Right. Yes. Re- yes. Rebecca is older. She's more mature. She is not going to just snap at her like Catherine she's I mean like Afton she's gonna oh Catherine too yeah she's gonna (laughs) more she's gonna more put it in a as a matter of fact you know as diplomatic as possible but I will still shoot you down if you don't leave she has a way about her because she's an experienced woman of the world experienced and if, I wish Sarah were here for this next scene because Pete drives Miss Ellie to Donna and Ray's in an effing wagon. Oh, not yeah. only that, not only that, Miss Ellie asks to see Ray, and Donna goes up to the door and goes, "Ray, Ray, 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 Ray." And Miss Ellie does not want; she does not want lemon in her iced tea. I don't blame her. I don't like iced tea personally. I don't but, like lemon in my shit. <laughs> not a huge iced tea person. No. I don't. I like hot tea. Hot tea. I don't like lemon. Leave all the lemon out, please. Nope. nope I nope. like you lemon like on lemon? my. F- Ooh, I actually like lemon tea. That's one of my favorite kinds of tea. I like lemon on my fried fish, fish and chips. Squirt that thing. Cover it with lemon. So good. And never too. make, never make fried fish in an air fryer. No? Why? 
it needs it needs to be cook in the oil just to have that real fl- okay. flavor. Okay. I don't it have an air fryer yet, so. But, it, yeah. but um, yeah, I prefer the cocktail sauce on the shrimp, but that's just me. So, oh yeah, Ellie wanted uh, she wants Ray at South Fork that night to vote Jr. out of Ewing Oil, and uh, he has some bad news. About that. It's not going to happen. It's like, gee, I'd really like to, but uh, yeah, he totally like basically forced me to sign those over right away. Yeah. Back when I was, when I was a half breed, when I was, when <laughs> I wasn't was a, a cowboy, a dumb cowboy, because I was in the slammer. JR had me arrested, thrown in the slammer. That's when I was banging Bonnie. <laughs> and I would like to note that Lindsay Bloom, who played Bonnie, is on uh, Facebook and I am following her. Hmm. She would be an interesting person to. Uh, she would. She would. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, she tells Ray she understands. Like, she's basically like, yeah, I know how JR is. So, no problem. We'll figure it out. Ray still has that look of like. You know, guilt or feeling bad on his face after she leaves. Yeah. Does that stare off into the distance? Yeah. Strike a pose, Ray. Uh, Ray, Ray. Rye. So Bobby and Pam finally get home that night and they hug Christopher and they're all like, he's really ours now, which is a nice little moment. And then Bobby immediately is like, I'm going to flatten JR. You might even do it in the nursery in front of your kid. <laughs> right. Yes. Show him that Uncle JR is a prick. Ellie comes in and uh, it's so awkward because she has to break the news about Cliff being in the hospital and why. <sighs> yeah. So Bobby wants to go with. Pam's like, no, no, no. Like, my, you, I think that's a bad idea. I'll go. And then she walks out, and then there's a weird, intense stare down between Bobby and Ellie. Did you notice that? They're like, "Yeah, it was like, okay, let's. Who's gonna blink first? Yeah. So then, uh, a little while later, we have to do an exterior shot of the ranch to establish. And I think they're back. Oh yeah, they're back on location. It's the beginning of a new season, mm-hmm. so you're gonna see cars driving up the All road, the down the road. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I have a pay attention when. One of the cars drives in a little, a little bit later. Oh, okay. JR instructs Teresa to put John Ross's bags upstairs and that the people are, uh, the ranch hands are going to be bringing all of his stuff. Uh, and that's when we meet Rosanna Christensen as yes. our Teresa. Rest in peace, dear. Um, he walks into the living room and, like, if I didn't know better, I would think this was an episode of Intervention. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody's just sitting around, they're like, "Yeah." Except Lu- Lucy is strategically pl- strategically placed behind the chair to conceal behind her the chair, baby yeah, yeah. bump. Yeah, and then Ellie gets straight to it and says, "You know, we want to vote you out of office because you're terrible." She goes, "I'm voting my shares and John Ross's shares," and he goes, "Ah, nope, it's <laughs> under this roof. You can't. No, 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 so then it comes down to, I like, so Lucy, how do you vote? Out. <laughs> yeah. That's the second time she's done that. Yeah. Lucy Out. don't play. Lucy don't play. Mm. So then JR, yeah, JR's like, 
I got, I have John Ross's voting shares now because he's living in, as of five minutes ago, he's living in the house again. So I get him. So I have my 20 and then his 10 and Ray's 10. So that's 40. Rise 10. Right. And then Lucy, so then Lucy, it's the four, it's, it's split 40, 40. Ellie says out. Lucy says out. Yep. Bobby, it's all up to you. What do you he vote? He doesn't even think about it. Out. I love out. it. And JR is like saying those, wait a second here. I got you by the balls because I know that your kid is my kid. Well, let's so talk about let's... this in the nursery. Let's do it, JR. Let's go. Bobby and has goes, oh. receipts. Yep. Bobby Ooh. is and like, J- I don't give a J- fuck. <laughs> Bring it. JR goes to pick up Christopher and Bobby comes in and goes, get your hands off of my son. My son. My son. son. Bobby's like, "Uh, hold up, bitch. I got, I literally have the receipts. (laughs) Hold up, bitch. (laughs) Hold up, bitch. (laughs) Marriage certificate. Marriage certificate. Kristen, Kristen, Jeff Faraday. And JR's like, yeah, whatever. And Bobby's like, oh, look, receipt for your, the miscarriage of your kid. Oops. He's like, oh, oh, damn. He's like, look at the date. He did not see that coming. Jigs up. Look at the date, dumbass. Oops. And you know what? It maybe it wasn't even. We don't even know if it was Jr's. Could have been Jordan Lee's. Right. Could have been. But she had a a miscarriage, got pregnant again, pretty damn fast, which was risky. Like not a good idea. There's a lot going on down there. Not a good idea. How? How long are you supposed to wait after three months? Event like that. Two or three months. I mean, you should. I mean, you can try right away, but. It's. I mean, you're kind of emotionally messed up. Usually, I. I and that, that's that's how Irish twins happen, right? When they're yeah, like, it's yeah. kind of like my grandmother gave birth, and then six weeks later she was pregnant again. Well, that's that's they 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 tell you to wait after you have a baby. They tell you to wait six weeks to. Yeah, uh, but she was wow. pregnant at the six week checkup. Right, which means they did not wait. Yeah. Which oh means God. that there was some. There was something in the water. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've look. I've never been pregnant, but you, I, I can just nah, no. After yeah. a, a major event a lot, like that, lot that, lot that happens. You know, you need some time to heal mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Bobby did flatten Jr. right in front of Christopher. He did right in the face. Yep. And Christopher didn't like that. And that's where probably where he gets the idea later in life. Oh, I saw Uncle, I saw my daddy punch Uncle JR. So maybe I'll beat up John Ross. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Now, how convenient is it that Rebecca is walking through the lobby when Pam enters the hospital? It's just like, oh. Right. Very convenient. And, and she, and she's very loud. Pam! Yeah. It's like when Miss Ellie calls from Europe. JR! JR! Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's, we find out Cliff is still in a coma. And um, Pam asks why uh, he did it. And Rebecca just says up, says, it's the Barnes you. It's the Ewing's fault. And then she's basically like, the Barnes Ewing feud is back on. And Pam's like, oh, God, this is a terrible idea. Same thing happened with Digger. They both, Jock and Digger were in love with Ellie, and now it's happening all over again. Only it's Jr. and Cliff and Sue Ellen. 
Yeah. And Pam's like, well, uh, JR's not going to hurt anybody. JR's going to be out of viewing oil if Bobby has his way because, you know, it could, could have already happened by now. And I don't think Rebecca cares who's in charge of viewing oil. Oh, no, no. She, she's not in any place to even, like, think about, like, specifics Semantics. Right now. Semantics. Yeah, Semantics. nothing. Yeah. She's just pissed. And she needs someone to blame because she's so upset. And if the last name Ewing comes up, it's like waving a red flag in front of a bull. And it's also a way to alleviate her own guilt so she doesn't have to deal with it. This is true. So. Because remember, she did walk out of Cliff's office. She she totally did. Yep. She did she, kind of abandonment, ev- abandon him. Everybody played a part in leading up to his, right. take, trying to take his life. So spread that guilt around like peanut butter on a toast, okay? Right. For sure. So every corner is covered. A quick scene of the ladies watching over a comatose cliff. He just has to live, Afton says. He just has to, which is the, basically what Sue Ellen says on the season finale. Right. Now, we learned Sue Ellen has been wandering around, and she took a taxi home, and she gets home late. And Mrs. Oh, yeah. Chambers is still there and makes her tea, which I noticed when Sue Ellen took, went to take a sip, she never actually put any of it in her mouth. She took it up to her... And then it never, oh. the liquid never huh. actually touched her mouth. Huh. So it she was, was just being polite. Deep. She's like, I don't like tea. <laughs> I don't like tea unless it has vodka in it. No. <laughs> well, Sue Ellen learns that John Ross is at South Fork and that some of the men came and took all of his things. So she calls Ellie mm-hmm. and Ellie says, no, John Ross is sleeping. It's fine. Blah, blah, blah. And all this stuff. And. Then she has to talk to JR, but JR's not there because JR is out staring at the Ewing Oil building in the middle of the night. We're like creepily staring out, like, okay, buddy. So now we cut to the next scene where uh, a car pulls up into South Fork. And I, I look closely to see who's driving the car. Okay. And there is a, there's a man in the car wearing white sleeves. Okay. But it, we later learned that it was Sue Ellen that, um, was arriving at South Fork. So obviously, obviously it's some guy just driving the car in for the shot. Right, right, right. <laughs> Unless they're doing a convertible scene, then you have to have someone that looks like Bobby or Patrick Duffy actually drive out. But I thought it was funny that there's a man driving the car. He's wearing a white button-down shirt, and you can see the sleeves on the, on his arms as he drives in. I'm going, oh, so jr has been all – my first thought was JR's coming home because he's been out all night. But then in the kitchen, right, when Miss Ellie is feeding John Ross, um, it's Sue Ellen that comes in. So I'm going, and she's not wearing any white at all. Right. Yeah. And I'm going, okay. Hmm. So this this is a little bit of a uh, behind-the-scenes production outfit here. And Tyler's shoveling food in his mouth again. Like he usually does, yes, yes. Except crackers because of his weed allergy. Oh, right, right. Yes. Which we just found out about. Yes. Um, yeah. Ellie updates her that JR has been ousted from the company and um, that's why Cliff did what he did. And then but, uh, Sue Ellen thinks she's just as much to blame as JR. And Ellie's like, girl, not even. Mm-mm. <laughs> she didn't set a trap for, for Cliff like JR did. Right. But Sue Ellen keeps coming back to the fact that she could have lent him the money. She could have helped him out. Uh, and, 
JR was doing this because of her and this and that. And she keeps uh, she keeps coming, the, circling the, the guilt wagon all around and around. And, but like I said, everybody turned on Cliff, so everybody gets to sp- spread that around. Right, right. Everyone does. And Ellie convinces her to stay at the ranch yep. in another room. And someone's a little worried because she's like, that's pretty close to JR. I don't know. And Ellie's like, it's a big house, plenty of room. It's like, all right, I'll do it. Well, we'll just we'll just add rooms to the set. <laughs> yeah, sure. As I'm, we no, need no them. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, we see Lucy's bedroom in this episode. Oh uh, yeah, which we've seen Lucy's bedroom once or twice before. Right, right, right. They probably just took one of the other bedrooms and just shifted the furniture around and just, you know. (laughs) Probably. Put up some new curtains. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then we cut to Ewing Oil where the redecorators are leaving with, like, ladders and Suellen was going to see Cliff, by the way. She left. uh, Oh, right. Yeah. She was leaving to go see Cliff. Yeah. Now, this is interesting because Bobby arrives and he greets Kendall. This is her first scene. But he greets her like they know each other. And she's never been there before. I think we, we're mysterious. supposed to think that she's been there. We just haven't seen her because she's been out in right. the, the the waiting area or whatever. And and I thought so. the thought the line was a little odd because she goes, "So how do you like the new offices?" Uh, he just got off the elevator. He hasn't been in the offices yet, Kendall. He's walking <laughs> in for the first time right now. Right, why don't right. you wait? Why don't you wait until he's gone in to see them? Calm and then- down. <laughs> She's just really excited about the new offices. Danon is excited to give her first line, and that was it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, and this is where we see Bobby's, like, whole setup, his new office with the, like, uh, stone walls. Mm. And I'm thinking the exterior is still the same exterior building shot that they've been using. Yeah. They just redecorated the actual offices, the space. Right. Right, because Jair's office is still where it is. The secretaries yeah. are still where they are. And we don't know where – did Jock's office become the conference room? I mean, where was the conference room? Oh, no- right. I bet, they did. I bet it did. I bet they turned Jock's office into a conference room. Mm-hmm. Ooh, sure. that's a little that's a It little is touchy. a little – and it seems like that's something that Jr. wouldn't do. But I guess he did. And it seems like they did it all overnight, like when Disney World sets up for – the Christmas season, they do it all while everybody is sleeping. Because right. the day before, literally the day before, they're in the old offices. And now, but when he says new offices, it's almost implied like they moved to a different building or moves, but physically moved. They could have actually moved to like a different part of the building, like a different floor. Oh. It's possible. And it might even still have the same setup with the offices. So maybe they were working on it while they sure. were still in the old offices, and then they just sure, yeah, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. This is what we do on this podcast. <laughs> yes, we this is what we think about these things. <laughs> yes. What do you listeners um, think? Right. We need to That's go. Li- we need to go live again. We want your comments. We do yes. So then we cut to the hospital. Oh, oh no! no wait, sorry, but, uh, no, we're still here. We're, we're still, still here. We overanalyzed the offices. We forgot about sorry, what happened I, in I the scene. Care. We still had the whole scene to do. <laughs> My bad. Bob, Bobby keeps Sly on. He calls for a department head meeting in an hour, and there are lots of plants in the new offices. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's basically just a little yep. establishing he, that he's taking control. He's taking control. He asked Sly to stay on, even though JR is not there and right Sly, now. Sly has done her hair as well. Yeah. she's Her, her clothes are a little fancier. 
I wonder if she went to the same hair salon as Sue Ellen. She went to the hospital to get her hair done? Maybe. Maybe there's a fancy salon in the hospital. We don't know. Maybe there maybe there were two for one coupons. <laughs> yeah. Because Sue Ellen would ever go anywhere where they took coupons, please. Please. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we have Dr. Holliston, yes, mm-hmm. talking about, um, oh, yeah, talking the, about new, new tests to determine brain damage or personality change. And, and you know what? I'm going to make a call that this guy's a terrible actor. Every line he delivers is like he's overacting every scene. I'll be right back, Lisa. <laughs> That's right. He's, like, I feel like he thinks he's on a daytime soap opera. <laughs> Perhaps he was on a daytime soap opera and they just borrowed him. Maybe. I don't know. But everything is so or, serious. Or maybe, maybe he thinks, oh, my God, I'm on Dallas. This could be my big break. This is my big to- break. He's so nervous. Yeah. Please dismiss him as quickly as possible. Go on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we found out that there might be some brain damage because he stopped breathing. They're not sure. They're, they're, there's just a possibility. So, but Sue Ellen overhears uh, this. But they don't see her at this yeah, point. Right. They they end up seeing her off camera because it happens after. Um, so then Bobby is asking for a, a full report from all the departments. He's like dotting his eyes. In their new boardroom with the, with, with the big Texas uh, yeah. thing on the wall. Yeah. Fancy. It is. The budget is going up on Dallas as the ratings continue to go up. Definitely going up. Although an interesting thing I know I, when I read the – synopsis for this season we love this season this is probably one of our favorite seasons Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the show ended up not coming in number one for the season wow came in number two behind six yes behind 60 minutes behind 60 minutes what yes yep okay what's happening and and it's uh cliffhanger was the first one since around 79 that did not finish number one okay I don't know what's happening with these people in 82, but all right. This season is This is is where it's getting good, guys. This is when it went on all cylinders. Yeah. Yes. Now, maybe something like Cliff's Cliffhanger was not as dramatic of a draw as a body floating in the pool that we don't know who it is or- Or JR getting shot and is he dead? Right, right, right. So maybe there weren't the- the stakes weren't as high- it was more of a Knots Landing-ish yeah. emotional cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a lot, lot of lives and peril. And the, Now, this coming season does a great job of tying every storyline together mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. And it's really we're good. in for a ride. We're uh-huh. in for a ride. It's so good. In fact, in fact, Melanie is out driving the crazy train right now and getting something right to drink. I, I, yes. I. Oh, yeah. So the Bobby also says, hey. If anybody doesn't want to work for me, like you don't feel like you can be as loyal to me as you were to my brother, this is your, that's no hard feelings. This is your opportunity to resign right now. I feel like I everybody gets that message. Does. Nope. Everyone's like, oh, okay, sure. Nope. Good. Maybe it'll be nice. These people are probably think maybe it'll be nice to work for someone that's not going to threaten us all the time. And- maybe. We'll see. I might cut to JR day drinking at South Fork. And he calls Harv Smithfield. Oh, and Harv is in Houston. But another note is that Bobby wants Phyllis to call Jordan Lee to set up a meeting. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yep. And Jordan Lee has the line of the episode later. I'm just, I'm not going to say it right now. Okay. I'm going to wait okay. till we're there. 
Um, so a nurse comes in to get Cliff to get his test done. And um, Afton has had it with Sue Ellen. Had it. Oh, my. Yes. She's done. If she, if she could have lunged at her in the hospital, she would have. Yeah. In fact, yeah. if Rebecca wasn't there, I bet you there would have been a bitch fight, as they say. Probably. Probably. Um, Not as reminiscent of Alexis and Crystal on Dynasty, but... Right. Never got to that point on Dallas. Yeah. They never threw down in the lily pads. No. (laughs) No. So we got to Lucy in her room. Uh, She's sad. Muriel comes over, and we find out that Lucy has actually gone to a clinic to get a pregnancy test. And she's wearing her little girl ribbons in her hair. Yeah. And she is concealed on her bed, covering her baby bump again. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Because she's probably pretty pregnant at this point during filming. And, and I'm thinking, watching this and thinking that Charlene's pregnant, she looks, still looks like a little girl herself, the sweet well, little Well, she thing. was. She was pretty young. She was in her early 20s. And she looks even younger because she has a young-looking face. And she does, yeah. I'm thinking... I'm just thinking baby's having babies here because she's so... I know. It's a little baby having a baby. That's how she's still and, like 39. And, <laughs> has and now Charlene a is a grandma. That's crazy. Um, so uh, we find out she'll get the results it, tomorrow. And it's nice to see Carlene Crockett again. Yeah, I don't. I think sure. they underused her. Uh, they definitely did. So then we cut to Bobby having lunch with Jordan and Marilee. Oh, Yes. Toasting him being the new president of Yungo, but Jordan is a little skeptical because Bobby was president before and then he ran. Mm-hmm. And he, yep. you know, that's understandable that he would have his concerns. Yeah. Because it's like musical chairs yeah. at Ewing Oil. Yeah, for sure. Marilee seems to be a little busy flirting with Bobby to think about that. She wants to get in the pants of whoever's sitting in the president's chair. Yeah, she does. She 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 does. That is an aphrodisiac for Marilee. Right, but uh, Jordan comes around, and this is the line of the episode. He tells Ju- Ju- the waitress, Judy, I want you to keep these two oil men and this oil lady well lubed. <laughs> I actually had to stop the episode for a minute and laugh. <laughs> Speaking of Probably lubed, Holly Harwood, Holly Harwood makes her debut right behind that line. Right, right behind that line. Very nicely played, Dallas. Very nicely played. It's the daughter yes. of the late Al Harwood, and she's now the mm-hmm. president of Harwood Oil. And is it just me, or does there seem to be some sparks flying between Holly and Bobby? Marilee wants Bobby. Little... Holly wants I... Bobby. I saw the Bobby, Mar- but Bobby was Bobby was looking at Holly. He was. He was like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" How can you not look at her? I mean, she's pretty I mean, hot. She, she, she was a Bond hot. girl in Moonraker, for God's sakes. Was she? I didn't know. I've never seen a yes. Bond movie. Oh, uh, Moonraker was James Bond in outer space. <laughs> is, is it? <laughs> okay. From about 1979, around the time of the cheesy effects, when the movie is like. Tron and the Black Hole in that era. Or, uh-huh. Do you remember the movie Black Hole? It's from uh, Disney. It just very bad, bad. Oh, God. Look uh-uh. it up. No. Oh, I've never seen it. Um, but so yeah. Jordan, Jordan gives um, Holly maybe a couple of 
a year or two yeah. as president before that company folds up. Yeah, he's kind of a little... As soon as she walks away, he's a little sus about him. I think he's a bit, little bit sexist in a way. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, probably. Probably, Jordan. Yeah. Although Meryl, although he doesn't have a problem with Meryl Lee running Seth's company after Seth took his life. I bet that Meryl Lee had to prove herself, though. That's my guess. Probably. I'm sure she did. Probably. She went from DOA attendee to slutty businesswoman who will Who's, who seems to be running man, her company pretty good though so that's true yeah it's pretty successful that is true so then we cut to South Fork and uh, Ellie is gonna go somewhere and Jared's like hey can I drive you somewhere cause like literally all I have right now is time I have nothing to do time is on my side said the Rolling Stones <laughs> it's like I have, I, but, I have like ordered every book and I'm already done so. And I'm drinking this hangover cure here or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, he just he's... seems to be day drinking, which, like, you shouldn't be driving Ellie anywhere, Jer, because I'm sure that, like, he's had probably, like, seven of those already. He'll wrap his car around the gate of South Fork driving out. <laughs> a, little for, a little foreshadowing, but um, no. <laughs> but um, he tries guilt tripping her into. He does. It's a valiant effort. She is not buying yeah. it. No, she's standing her ground because this yeah. is the woman that took a horse whip to her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago. And then when he's not buying her, like, her, his bullshit kind of, like, his guilt trip, he's like, well, whatever. After all this, I'm moving out. Meh. Wah, <laughs> I'm 45 wah, wah, and moving wah, wah. out. And she's like, okay. It's like, it's like Billy Joel. Um, good luck because I'm moving out. <laughs> like, maybe it's time. To get your own place, but you know, who am I to judge? But you know, whatever. Yeah, but Ellie, keep in mind, Ellie is someone that wanted to keep her entire family under South Fork. I know, I know, but. And the only really strong one in that family that had the guts to go anywhere was Gary to move it's to true. another state. That's yeah, true. So then the next, so we cut to Lucy's room and um, she uh, calls for her pregnancy results. And that shit is positive. Which puts her in a negative frame of mind. Uh, yeah, just a bit. She finds out that she is pregnant with her uh, her rapist fetus. Not cool, man. <laughs> just the way you worded that. Oh, my God. Clayton is waiting on Sue Ellen at, is this the Oil Barons Club? No, it was just some restaurant, we, okay. n- nondescript I, I restaurant. Yeah. Okay, nondescript restaurant. And she's going on about – she she tells him that she's going to remarry JR, but she's not sure because yeah. and it's about you know, Cliff and the guilt. And Clayton wonders if she can ever really be happy with JR. And she's kind of like, I don't know. These are things I don't know. And he's kind of like, well, fair. Yeah, that's a fair point. But things take a turn for the positive because a Cliff wakes up in front of yes. Afton and her his first words are Sue Ellen. Sue Ellen. <laughs> Cause she's just she's so excited. She's like, Cliff, oh my god, you're awake. I love you so much. And he's just like, Sue Ellen. And she, as uh, if she didn't right have enough as if she didn't have enough reasons to hate Sue Ellen already. Right. Oh God. And that Sue Ellen sucks. isn't even in the room for this. Right. And she's yeah, and oh, she yeah. still hates her. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you could just see the look on her face. She's just like, what? What? <laughs> what about me? Uh, and then um, Pam is putting Christopher to bed. John Ross is playing on the floor. He goes downstairs when Bobby comes in. Pam tells Bobby that Cliff is awake. Yep. And Rebecca is... It's a lot is, of exposition, this scene. It's just like telling yeah, Rebe- us all the things they know. Rebecca is still angry and wants to go after the Ewings, and she doesn't care who's running Ewing Oil. And we learn that Catherine is back in New York. Yes, back in New York, which is weird because yeah. I, th- I thought Catherine had moved to Dallas. Right. She had a job at a station because remember she did that yeah. uh, inter- yeah. interview where, where she met JR. Yeah. Maybe she's just like visiting someone in New York. We don't know. I don't know because the way Bobby said yeah. it sounds like, oh, she's back in New yeah. York. We're like, she's moved yeah. back there. So weird. I don't know. Morgan, we're, we have a question or two for you here. We have questions. So the next morning, uh, Bobby leaves. With some funky music and, playing. <laughs> yeah. Pam is about to leave uh, when Sue Ellen like, runs out and she's like, hey, can you give me a ride to the hospital? I want to go see Cliff. And Pam's like, uh, I feel like that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm going to just nope that right now. We're going to put the kibosh on that. Yeah. We're going to send that to nope town. Send that to Nope Town. Yeah. And uh, is that Nope Rope Town? No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sarah were here. She would say Nope Rope Town. She would. She'd say Nope Rope. Um, and then Danger JR comes Nope. out and says that it's strange that she's there, but not in his bed. And she's like, Yeah, I guess it is strange. Okay, bye. How long can, <laughs> Just walks away. How long can that go on? Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. And then we go upstairs, and Muriel is there to help uh, Lucy in any way she can. And Lucy says she has three options. Keep the baby, give it up for adoption, or an abortion, which is a very risque word to say on television at that point, probably. It was, yeah. I mean, it only been legal in the United States for nine years, federally, at this point. Right? So it was pretty mm-hmm. big. And then Muriel is taking—she's aghast. Lucy! And she's like, literally, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I don't want to think about it. I want to pretend it never happened. And now this is putting a wrench in that. And again, we go to uh, Pam runs into Afton and Rebecca in the parking lot at the hospital. It's funny how they never she never gets up to a room or in. She's always she running into people in the lobby or in the parking right. lot. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And we find because out we no brain damage for Cliff. Inside. <laughs> That's probably true. It's probably more money to film inside. We find yes. out no brain damage for Cliff, but he's depressed, which is to be expected because he was suicidal before yes. becoming comatose. So Re- Rebecca says that if JR was here, that she would oh, she'd probably kill him or something she'd like kill that. Him. Or- yeah. And I said, I feel like that's a weird statement for someone to say at the beginning of a season. <laughs> that's usually like a season ender thing where everyone's like, yeah. if JR here, I'd kill him. <laughs> that's right. And then the body falls to the floor and it's like, uh-huh. who done it now? Knives out. No. <laughs> but Pam said that JR is out of Ewing Oil and he's not going to hurt anybody ever again. <laughs> Right. Okay. That's a cool story, bro. Cool story. This is J.R. Ewing we're talking about because the next scene, J.R.'s laying the groundwork for something uh, here. Yep. He's meeting with Holly Harwood. It's weird that there was no – we saw Bobby and Harley in that scene Uh that introduced her character. But there was no point where we go from J.R. 
to Holly without anything like introduction. Yeah, there was no wise. introduction. Like that just all happened off camera. Right. Yeah. It, it, that was a little bizarre to me. Just it was, a little, yeah. But, but I feel like now we're trying to figure out what the backstory is at this point, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's literally, I feel like it's been a season, but it's literally supposed to have been a day. He literally says, it's, I've been out of a job for 48 hours. So, like, right. when did, when was all this happening with Holly? What? Okay. That they're, I think the writers are trying to force that down our throats a little bit here. Just I think like so. Just like rush things so. along just to, yeah, just sure. to hit the accelerator yeah. a bit. Yeah. Because they come to this great arrangement where JR is going to run Holly's company behind the scenes for 25% of the company. And she thinks that's a bit of a steep price. And uh, he said, well, you can have 75% of a profitable company or 100% of potentially nothing. Yeah, she's kind of like, well, that's a good point because I don't know what I'm doing. So, okay. Uh, which Jordan Lee obviously picked up on because, well, they agree to the deal and Holly says, oh, J.R. Ewing is back in power. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you wish for. Uh-huh. And then freeze frame, J.R. smiling. And so drink once. So we have to drink. And scene. Scene. Um, I gave this 4.45 bourbons and a cup of coffee with Sue Ellen. I went with a 4.6 and a continuity expert. Uh, <laughs> in the hair department? Yeah, that'd be great. In the hair department. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm going to give this 4.8 bourbons and a hospital blowout. All right. Well. Next week, we'll be talking about Season 6, Episode 2, Episode 105 of the series, Where There's a Will. Um, In the meantime, you should check out our website, ewingbbq.com. There you will find... There are some goodies coming up on there. Yes, there's there's some goodies coming up there soon. There you can find our links to our Patreon, where there's a lot of extra stuff, uh, links to our merch... Uh, links to our Facebook group, our Instagram, our Twitter, um, all those things. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Y'all come back now, you hear? Just like Sue Ellen, I'm going home. On Dallas. That will is sealed and locked away. Well, then unlock it and unseal it, Harv. No one will see that will until such time as it is read to the entire family. JR's been voted out of Ewing Oil. Bobby's running the company now. The Ewings are all the same. If I can repay the favor, you just ask. Anything. I'll see my daddy's will. I hope that was what you wanted, JR. That's exactly what I wanted, my dear. And like my daddy used to say, Where there's a way, there's a will.